Today's episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With the beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone from adults to teens and even children can find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Again, that's csbible.com. Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller, and today we have a special guest in the house. It is my wife, Janiel Fuller. Janiel, say hello. Hello. And today we're going to be discussing the uh, growing up Christian misconceptions of a quote-unquote perfect upbringing and all that entails. Janiel, do you feel like you are ready for your debut? No. <laughs> well, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Well, we kind of ran long that that was like a really quick like, oh, we're going to take a break. Oh, no, we're back. So we are back in the studio. Mr. Mark Hyde is in Knoxville. And so Janiel has decided to uh, step in the limelight tonight. I don't know that I really decided. Well, you're kind of forced into it because Mark's like, you should do a, a podcast with Janiel. And I'm like, yeah, we should if we can get her on. So with lots of dinner and putting the kids to bed, she goes, all right, you earned it. So I've earned it tonight. But Janiel, how's it feel? How's it feel to be sitting next to your hubby bubby? Awkward. Here in the studio. Awkward. I told you, I feel like I'm at your job and I need to like, I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. I, I feel like I am going to mess something up or I'm going to touch something listen, and screw it all up. For over 135 episodes, our listeners have put up with us and uh, have not turned us off yet. I think you'll be fine. I know, but I'm not as punny <laughs> as you guys are together. Punny? Punny. Okay. Well, you know, we'll, we'll jump right into the... To the ban- ban- I mean, this is the banter already, but you know, we got some pretty exciting things going on this weekend, don't we? We have uh, the celebration of our middle child's fourth birthday. Yep, Noelle's going to be four. She's going to be four years old already. It seems like yesterday they were cutting her out of you. So that's gruesome. <laughs> it is a little gruesome, but uh, sorry, I had to take a sip of coffee, and usually Mark fills in, but uh, that's all right. We'll get you. We'll get you loosey goosey today here in the in the studio. So. <laughs> But yeah, uh, so fourth birthday, we got a lot going on over the next couple of days. Hopefully, she has a great B-Day. I think she'll be excited. Yeah, she'll. The wall is covered in Encanto right now, so. Right, exactly. So, we, I mean. If she doesn't it. like anything else, she'll at least like that. Right, so. <laughs> Uh, so Janiel, as you probably know, since you have been the original listener <laughs> back when we only had one listener, uh, we started this little thing called ask Inst- Instagram. I don't know why I said it like that. Ask. You got to ask Instagram. I don't know. You pick up weird I don't know accents. Where I from. Like when you start talking on the phone with any of your family members, you suddenly are Southern from the South. I'm from Tennessee. <laughs> but uh, in this ask Instagram section of the podcast, basically what Mark and I do, we go, hey, give us something fun to talk about at the top of the show. So today's question comes from Stacy.h.key on Instagram. 
And her question to you, Janelle, is what favorite places do you like to visit? Okay. Besides our, Disney World. Oh. I was going to say, <laughs> well, how specific are you getting? Well, yeah, the, <laughs> I, okay. In state or it? out of state? Both. Let's hear both. Well, you just said I can't say Disney World. Okay. Okay. Okay, fine. That's because it's a given. Okay. Let's do something. I'll pick something besides Disney. Okay. Let's, what do you got? With you or without you? It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. First thing that comes to mind. Come on. Okay. Without you, Chicago. Okay. Chicago. With you, Gatlinburg. Okay. And then... And local... Uh, Your mom and dad's. Yeah, but are we talking like a place? I don't know. Look, it says favorite places to visit, period. Or I guess visit place. implies to me like something that you, I don't know. To me, it's like something that you don't necessarily do if, like every week. Okay. It's like, a, okay, like not so. that my mom and dad's horrible. Not, <laughs> not that my mom and dad's aren't special. <laughs> All right. So what's your favorite? You know what I mean? What, what's your favorite local hippity hop spot that you like to visit? I don't know. Okay. Not, we don't have much around here. Well, okay. Maybe Hot Walk. Ooh, Hot Walk is a Chinese restaurant in Niles, Michigan. It's about, what, half hour from here? Yeah, something like that. Somewhere around there. We and, don't go there very often. And it's our favorite Chinese place. Yes. So maybe Hot Walk. I used to live down the road, and that's where you first discovered the wonderfulness of Hot Walk. And the movie theater. And the movie theater. That was Cheap like popcorn. That was yeah, that's the best popcorn. <laughs> but yeah, I would say probably my favorite places to visit. Um, I would probably have to agree with the Gatlinburg, although Disney is obviously numero uno. But uh, Gatlinburg is probably the secondary outside of here. Um, and then local. Hmm. You know. <sighs> Local is harder because it doesn't seem as special. <laughs> I would say probably going to see like the South Bend Cubs game. Like that's a visit. Okay. To me. Yeah. Well, with or without kids. Without kids. <laughs> okay. Well, without, never mind. <laughs> without, <laughs> no, without the little ones because yeah. they're just, they just don't understand. But uh, yeah, so those would probably be my, my go-tos for favorite visiting places. So Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about coffee. Janiel, what are we drinking tonight? Coffee. I have no idea because you didn't tell me. <laughs> this is the uh, Honduran roast that I did last week. I roasted this out. It's oh, the, the one that you roasted? It's the RTC blend. Yeah, this one's good. Yeah, it's all right. It's pretty good. It's good on a late night. Uh, what is the one, though, that you've gotten before and you haven't gotten for a really long time that I like? The El lot? Salvador. That's I one. can't find it anywhere. I we actually found it the other. I found one from a different farm uh, on Sweet Maria's website, but I haven't ordered it yet because gotcha. because it's I just haven't because I suck at life. <laughs> because but, we've been a bit busy. <laughs> but anyway, so that's the coffee we are drinking this evening at eight thirty at night, which is probably a bad idea. But it's we're a gonna, horrible idea. We're gonna do it's it. Awful. Anyways. It's probably the worst thing you've ever done to me. <laughs> Man, I look like a hero if this is the worst I've ever done to you. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to jump right into the review. And this review comes from Hannah M. Hart. Love. It's what keeps us together. <laughs> and she says, or maybe it's a he, but I'm going with the she because it's Hannah. Uh, this you guys have to stop that. <laughs> Just read the name and read the review. <laughs> it's, listen, okay. 
Do you tell Kelly and Ryan what to, how to do their their show? No, because oh, they right. have somebody. They have Gilman who already tells them. Are how you to our do it. Gilman? Yes, <laughs> I am. Oh, yes, already there. I kind of love that. You're the Gilman. Yeah, you, you and Beth at the Gilman. Yeah, because he's the one that's been there the longest, so he's the one that holds the show together. So it's you and Gilman. Yeah. Are you our Gilman? You and I, Beth. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yep. Anyways, Hannah M says this podcast is very genuine or genuine however you want to say it (laughs) this podcast is great i love hearing other people's opinions on real life topics about religion it's great to hear other people who have the same belief as me talking about legitimate questions i have i would really like to hear a podcast about being christian yet still living in sin Ooh, that'd be a good topic mark and fuller both make this podcast fun yet can still touch on a serious topics i really feel like I really feel that this podcast makes me happier every day and grows my relationship with God. I love that these guys are genuine and talk from their hearts with, with, I think she meant, which makes this podcast so much better. I was skeptical at first seeing that this podcast was not well known, but I decided to give it a listen and I'm so glad I did. Thank you guys. Well, thank you, Hannah. We appreciate the words of encouragement. We gotta we gotta increase your energy levels. I'm so used to like Mark and I can just sit back and I can be the serious one, but now I'm like I feel like I gotta push a little bit more. <laughs> you okay, but you're usually talking at a faster pace and I feel like you're over there like Hello, this is the evening edition. <laughs> well, I'm trying to be clear and concise. Why? Because that's just who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know no, what to, I don't know what to say. You know what though? We are about to jump into the show and it's only at the 10 minute mark. This has got to be a record. Okay, well, well back to the review though real quick. Mm-hmm. We might kind of touch on that a little bit. Maybe may, a, a little maybe bit maybe just of. slightly, not but not like living in, in sin, depth, but yeah. But maybe. But a little bit. <laughs> They're like, "Okay, come on, we're tired of talking about a little bit. Get to the show." All right, so we're going to jump into the show, The Misconception. Growing Up Christian, this is a title you came up with, and it's actually a topic that you were like, what's it been, like three months? You've been like, you guys should do this topic because not everybody has the same background that you and Mark have. And so why don't you you open up with what brought this topic to light in your mind? Um, I just feel like there's a lot of... I say kids, but we're all adults now. A lot of people that I went to church with that we all grew up in the perfect Christian home and people just kind of assume that they know or know like who you are because of the home that you were brought up in. And that's not necessarily true. Or they assume like what you needed because of the home that you grew up in. And that's not necessarily true. And just because you were brought up in a Christian home, not that you didn't believe in God, but maybe your faith wasn't really yours like you thought it was because of things that you were told at church or whatever. Um, And a lot of, not a lot, but several of the people that I've known um, from church growing up, it's like they really didn't rediscover their faith until they were in their 20s. And then it's like, oh, I knew all the answers, but I didn't really know it for myself. 
And I just think it's something that's not talked about enough because I think there's shame put on people that have grown up in the church, but um, it's like they should know better. And that's not really fair. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's, uh, now that you've kicked it off, that was, that was pretty good. I'm kind of impressed with you and your speaking skills. <laughs> a hidden talent I did not know. That's because you don't listen to me enough when I talk to you. Wow. <laughs> Just straight up called out. That's not true. I listen sometimes. I know you do sometimes. <laughs> it's not when I'm watching TV and it you're trying depends. to talk to me and I'm it like. It depends on the day. Or if I'm writing a podcast and you're like trying to talk to me, I'm like, I'm in the middle of writing a podcast. I can't, I can't multitask. I'm okay? not saying you don't listen to me ever. I'm just saying it depends on what's going on. Depends on the day. Sure. Depends on the mood. Depends on the sleep depravity. If I've worked midnight or not. <laughs> Anyways, let's. uh <laughs> So there was a study by the bar, conducted by the Barner Research Group of Aventura, California. And, and they kind of spoke similar to what we're going to talk about tonight, but they found that roughly 7 out of 10 American adults, or 71%, had a period of time during their childhood when they regularly attended a church, a Christian church. Apparently, old habits die hard. A majority of those Christians who attended church as a youngster still attend regularly today, about 61%. While a large majority of those who were not churchgoers as children are still absent from the church today, 78%. But the reason why I brought the statistic into the conversation is to go and show that um, just because I think there's a, a connotation that like if you grew up in a, a Christian quote unquote home that uh, you may not necessarily like you've been sheltered and so you're going to want to go out and explore life and make mistakes and live badly and that's those that's why people you know you bring kids up in church and that's why you know they, they're leaving right there the fundy fundy talk but anyways right. so um oftentimes growing up one might see a family where everything looks perfect right um and they all love each other the kids obey and it seems like they have the perfect christian family but is this necessarily the case i do not think it is so I would dramatic agree. effect <laughs> <laughs> so janelle you know this is more of like uh getting to know you our listeners are going to get to know you a little bit more and kind of going through um your background your story as you grew up in a christian christian quote quote i don't know why i'm doing the quotes but home your parents are still christians to this day but can you uh i mean what what did your childhood look like as far as like your family dynamics went um, I mean, so my mom homeschooled me and my sister. I just had one older sibling and, um, shout out to Bethany. <laughs> she listens. So she'll appreciate this. And I actually asked her for her opinion on some of this stuff. Um, don't worry. We're dropping all the secrets. All the family <laughs> darkness comes out today. No, oh. <laughs> there's not that much darkness. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, it was just a normal stay-at-home mom, homeschool, go to church, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday nights, and then my parents were in, usually involved with the um, children's ministry at the different churches that we went to. I went to one church until I was about eight, um, and then we switched churches, and I was there all the way through high school. Okay, and so, so normal- like, what did, what did a day... In the life of the, their last name was originally, or her last name was originally Svoboda. Svoboda. 
right? Yes. Svoboda. You don't say it like that. It's just Svoboda. See, it's difficult. <laughs> it's not Svo. <laughs> Svo. It's S V O, right? Svoboda. It's not Svo. It's Svo. <laughs> Anyways, what was a, a typical Sunday morning? Because usually that's when it's like everybody's rushing around trying to get to church. Like, what did a Sunday morning look like in your family? Uh, okay. I know if anybody listens to Adventures in Odyssey, I know there's several episodes <laughs> that uh, have like a family getting ready for Sunday morning church and, you know, nothing is perfect. That was kind of Sundays in our house. And my dad will admit to it. Like he likes to be there early. And my dad and I were always the first ones in the car. And there were some other dwaddlers <laughs> waiting on my mom and my sister. My mom, usually it wasn't that she was running late. She was just like getting her shoes on. It was, oh, I shouldn't call out my sister that way anyways <laughs> so i told sorry, you Bethany, Bethany. all the skeletons are coming out <laughs> but she will admit it too anyways let's get past that so it was usually and it wasn't that it was hectic leading up to anything it was just the actual getting out the door after breakfast always felt a little hectic but it wasn't i mean yeah so and then we would listen to the radio wfrn on the way there and okay so so you went to church you went to church as a family you sat in the services with your parents. Yeah, we did different. I mean, you did other activities yeah, throughout we did the Sunday, week. Sunday right? school was separated. Right. Like we went to our own Sunday school. Sure. But like the church service, you guys were together. Yes. We never, uh, I actually, yes, they did have children's church. My parents actually never had us go to children's church. They wanted us to sit with them in the service. So through all, all our ages. Sure. So, so you sat with the service. Mm hmm. And then, like, what does that look like for those who maybe don't, haven't had children or haven't experienced? What does that look like? Like, look, explain church to to this, this peon people that were house church people. Like, how okay. did it all go? Like, what's a normal service like? No, well, uh, like, what do the dynamics of your family in the church look like? Like, what did it look like? Like, you guys were there as a family. Like, how did you function within the church? You mean like how we were involved? Yeah, but like as a family, um, were you guys involved with like well because my, as a family because my parents were involved with the children's ministry, they were usually well when we first started for a long period of time they were involved in the same stuff I was because they were at the same activities that I was at. My sister was was four years older than me, um, but they were even involved with that because I remember. I don't remember how old I was, but um, we, the teen group went on a mission trip to uh, a boy's home up in Wisconsin. And um, my parents went as chaperones, but I was able to, they let me go on the trip as well um, so that I wasn't left at home by myself. Because <laughs> they needed to watch you. Yeah. So, I mean, they were any, anything that we did in the church, my sister and I kind of were always there. Like if I, the first church that we went to, um, I remember being there like on Saturdays, uh, decorating for VBS or, um, we pretty much always did everything together. There wasn't a lot of separation between us and my parents 
the church didn't separate us, I guess. So how did, I mean, you can't speak for Bethany, obviously your sister. Sorry, Bethany. I just I can because I, I asked okay. her some but questions. But like what, what was your guys' thought process as children? Like you, you were the typical family. You were there whenever the church doors were open mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. Like what was your guys' as the children's like thought process? Like this was normal life or like this sucks or. It just felt normal. I mean. I don't know. I, I remember a couple of times just, you know, like towards the end of, and it was when I was younger, really, it wasn't my older years because when I was younger, you can't do, you can't help as much with certain things when you're younger, when you're older, you can actually help. So I remember sometimes being like, okay, I'm ready to go home. I want to play with my toys or I want to see if my friend is home that lived next door. Um, but I don't recall now my mom might tell you differently but I don't recall ever being like annoyed or irritated that we were doing church things you weren't like our kids like just running the roost and like trying to run away from from your parents oh I'm sure I mean I'm sure I probably (laughs) I'm sure I probably ran away from my parents to go talk to my friends at church but like just being at church I don't ever remember being annoyed like having to go or having to be there. I don't remember sure. feeling that way. Okay. It was just normal. And I didn't, hmm. I mean, maybe sometimes on Sunday nights, it was kind of like, I don't know. I, I guess no, because my friends were at church because I was homeschooled. So that was, that was how I socialized. So I don't remember. I wanted to go to church because I wanted to be around my friends. Okay. I'm, I'll accept that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, but you know, okay. So you were homeschooled. So really, your social life was was these church functions. What was the dynamics of growing up with some of these kids? And because I'm sure they're families, and that you, like you kind of grew up with some of these kids, right? Yeah. So, so what did that look like? Like, what do those friendships look like? Like, what did their parents look like? like? How did they act? Um, I so this is the difference between my sister and I. So we we moved over to Indiana from Ohio when I was one and started going to a church and there was another homeschool family there that my parents really just kind of kicked it off with and we're still very close with this family today. Um and my sister um became best friends with one of their girls. They were all older than I was. So not that I wasn't friends with them, but it wasn't like a close kind of friendship. They kind of just put up with me. <laughs> um, so, uh, Hello, Janelle. Okay, Janelle. <laughs> Goodbye, Janelle. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but they ended up, uh, going to a different church and then we ended up also going to the same church that they ended up going over to. Um, so we already kind of had a connection when we went to that church. Um, my sister, she just didn't, it's not that she didn't want to have a lot of friends. She just kind of always had like one or two close friends. She just wasn't, I don't know. It just, yeah. For whatever reason, she got along really well with all of the adults in the church. She could have conversations with them all the time. Everybody thought that Bethany was just like the I don't know what the word is, but the perfect child. Yeah. I mean, the, not the, the perfect child, the Isabella but of the family, <laughs> just, she was just, I mean, I'm not trying, I am not making fun of this at all. Cause I don't think it's a funny thing, but she was like the, just the very good girl. Like she just was a good girl, which is totally fine. She was. And, um, I, on the other hand, for whatever reason, I don't know why did not get along as well with 
some of the adults, but I was able to have lots of different friendships in the church. So I had, I had lots of friends. So to me, going to all the group events and everything was fun. Um, I know my sister enjoyed some of them, but I, I remember some of the social events being hard for her because kids are mean. (laughs) And so, um, that aspect of it was more stressful for her than it was for me. Mm. I got along better with, with the kids in the church. Um, so, but like, okay, so there's kids and there's kids are mean sometimes. Like, did, did you ever feel like peer peer pressured into being mean with the kids towards other kids? Or like, was there, was there peer pressure from other kids towards you? Or, I mean, what did that look like? Cause I, you know, um, in, in schools and stuff like that in high school and elementary school and you got what we call clicks right oh there were clicks there's clicks everywhere you go and out of those clicks usually become like oh we're like the cool people and like we're gonna peer pressure you into the like so when i was a kid we used to have and you know this my older brother made up this club called the daredevil club right (laughs) yeah and he would peer pressure me into doing stuff because he was part him and his friends were the daredevil club so i'd do stupid stuff like jump out of a two-story window because I wanted to be part of the daredevil club. And then when he moved away, me and my sister continued on with the quote unquote daredevil club and then peer pressured my little brother, Zach, (laughs) into doing stupid stuff. (laughs) So, but that's what I'm talking about. Like, I didn't hang out with those ones. I mean, there were, okay, there were, okay. I remember a mission trip that we went on that literally the youth leaders woke us up so that we could come out and watch one of the teen boys eat bugs. That's dis- that's disgusting. It cool. was disgusting. No, it wasn't cool. <laughs> I can't say much because I eat bugs too. <laughs> You're disgusting too. <laughs> you said I do. I'm just. I saying. know. <laughs> you married that's me. So gross. Okay. Anyways, but like they were crunchy. I don't know. I okay. Yes. I there's always going to be peer pressure no matter what groups you're in there's always going to be some sort of peer pressure some sort of peer pressure to fit in whether it's somebody actually telling you to do it or just the feeling of like I need to do this so that they like me um I don't know I mean I I was never one to like give in to things that would get me in trouble if that makes sense or things that I thought would be disgusting like eating bugs or or, like, you could shove a bug in my face all day. I'm not going to eat it, no matter how many times you try to get me to. Or watching Braveheart. I don't remember. Was it Braveheart? That's what you told me when we were dating. All right, tell the story. You're going to make me tell this story? Tell the story. Okay. Story time with Janelle. Uh, there were, okay, this, but not, this doesn't not, deal with kids, though. Not Janine. Janelle. Oh, my word. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. So Janine is what my pastor accidentally calls her all the time. And I never notice it, and he always <laughs> brings it up. Sorry. Anyways. People have mispronounced my name my entire life, so I just don't notice it when people do anymore, but it drives him insane. I'm guilty of it, though. <laughs> For like the first three, three weeks we were dating. Yeah, but it wasn't. You I were called just, you Janelle. <laughs> I know, but that's what everybody says my name, so I was just like, okay, whatever. Anyways, back to the story. Okay. Story time. Um. Okay, but that this is this is not children. This is what I'm saying or children. This is not peers. Sure. Yeah. This was adults. Sure. Um we went to a uh 
we had these things called yaks. It was youth after church and we would just go to somebody's house and watch a movie or play volleyball or, um, just do games or whatever, just hang out basically. And student ministry, my parents had a rule in our house that we were only allowed to watch uh, G and PG rated movies. And we were not allowed to watch every PG movie that was out there. It was pretty much my parents needed to see it or at least know about it. Um, and we always needed to, if we weren't sure, we were supposed to call home and ask if we could watch something. So we knew this, me and my sister were still, we were in youth group at the same time at this time period. Um, and one of the leaders um, put in a, I don't know, is that R or PG-13? Uh, I, don't I don't remember. remember. It was one of those. I'm going to pull a mark and look it up. <laughs> it was one of those movie, like war movies that was really popular at the time that was based on like an actual um, I think, war that happened I think in America. Mo- I think most people know what Braveheart is. I know, but I don't remember if it was actually Braveheart. I really don't remember. Anyways, um, and my sister and I knew that we couldn't watch it. Well, they had put it in, and so my sister and I, we just were going to a a different room. There were other rooms in the house that we could go to um, to play games or do whatever, and this particular leader was kind of giving us a hard time saying that it was historical and we should be able to watch it anyways. And, oh, you guys will be fine. Um, you know, just go ahead and watch it. And we really didn't care. We had no interest in watching the movie. I'm kind of sensitive when it comes to that stuff anyway. So it would have just given me nightmares. And I knew that. So <laughs> I didn't really have any interest in watching it. It wasn't the kind of movie we'd wanted to watch anyways. Um, but he just kept nagging about it. And it was just really kind of irritating because it was like, you're one of the ones that are telling us on Sundays and Wednesdays and whatever else, uh, you know, church involvement that we need to obey our parents. And here you are basically telling us, no, it's okay. You can go ahead and watch it. Even though we're telling you, no, we can't. This is our parents' rule. And you're telling us, you know, to break it basically. Um, yeah, so that's So you I, I'm assuming the, the you, next day, I will say though, um that uh because they actually did make us call our parents at one point um to make sure that we couldn't watch it and I was like, "Well, they're going to say no, but I'll call." So I called and I said, "They want to watch this movie. This is what it's rated. Can we watch it?" And they said, "Nope." And we said, I got off the phone and I was like, "They said no." <laughs> And uh, it was just kind of irritating that they made us go through this whole thing that it was like, what's the big deal if we watch it or not? It's not going to affect our lives. And um, the next day, uh, the wife of this person did call and have a long conversation with my mom and did, I don't, I don't remember because I wasn't on the phone, but I think she did actually apologize um, for the situation. But yeah, it was just frustrating. Would you say that it? maybe caused you to lose some trust and respect for, for that particular church leader? I mean. Yes, because this was somebody who had basically one of the most major roles in the church. Mm. And so it was kind of like, all right, well, I don't know why I'm listening to anything you have to say because you don't even go by what you're saying. And it's a super basic thing. It's not even a super complicated thing that the Bible has to talk about. And here you are 
asking us to go against it. Yeah. So it was very hard to really take anything um, and respect what they had to say. And mm-hmm. on another instance, um, I remember we had gotten back from a mission trip and uh, we had, we had lost a youth pastor um, and we kind of had one that was uh, a youth leader that was filling in at the time. Um, we had gotten back. There was a bunch of issues that were going on with the teenagers um, just kind of getting along and different things. And I was just very frustrated because we had gone on such a great trip and had such great experiences. And I thought, you know, that we were going to come back and all be super close. And they always use this term. If you've gone to church, you've heard it, a spiritual high. You go on these trips and you're on a spiritual high. And I remember writing a letter um, to this particular leader and just kind of, you know, basically saying like that I was frustrated with these different things that were going on in the youth group. And, um, you know, if I not really knowing what to get out of it, but basically wanting to sort of get that back and how could we get that back? And, um, you know, I was just kind of pouring my heart out um, about this certain situation. And the response to the letter was a conversation with my mom from this person that basically just told her um, that, excuse me, coffee burp, <laughs> yep, <laughs> that I was on a spiritual high from the trip and this would all wear off and go away. And basically to just ignore what, how I felt because I was just on a spiritual high and I'd feel better after a little while. So is that how you, how you perceived how the church felt about you as a, as a Christian kid? Like they're just like, Oh, whatever kind of thing. Like she's just spiritual high to where it'll go away. And like, I mean, I never, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt sometimes, but I never really understood why, because I never felt like I, I always felt like I was being genuine and authentic. Um, I mean, I think all of us that grew up in church can relate to, you know, being in a youth group setting and then, you know, it's the normal bow your heads, close your eyes, raise your hand if you made this decision tonight or if you want a closer walk with God, raise your hand, you know. And so like maybe the message didn't completely speak to you that night but like you know that all your friends are raising their hands and you don't want them to think like you're not as spiritual as they are and so you raise your hand mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> I mean who hasn't done that in a church growing right. up well you didn't grow up in a normal church <laughs> not a normal church you didn't grow up in a church building I grew up in a house church with so traditional services yes we'll just put it that way that, that's very not that it's not normal to have a house church I'm not against house church at all um <laughs> you're like backpedaling on no it. i'm just saying like i because when people say like no, I, oh you went I to normal you. you know like yeah. you're the weirdie it makes it sound yeah <laughs> so i'm trying to figure out how to because there obviously there's a misconception of kids that are raised in quote-unquote perfect christian homes like the church just assumes like they're fine like everything's good right and that they don't need anything. They're not having any struggles. And they got a, a, a family that's pretty solid and core, you know, a core solid family. So we need to fi- focus on those other kids that, you know, maybe aren't like attending regularly. Like, did, did you ever feel like um, maybe you were treated differently 
um, than those like because the expectation of you were in a Christian home, like you had a certain way to act, but like those kids who didn't grow up in a Christian home, like it was like whatever kind of, they gave a lot more grace to it or like, yes. Okay. (laughs) I always felt like, uh, like our family was held. I don't know. It, it was this weird dynamic of like, um, people looked up to our family because, um, and I'm not, trying to like put me and my sister on a pedestal, but we were good kids. Um, even though, you know, I had my differences with, um, some of the adults at certain points. Um, we, nobody like, I don't think looked down on us and thought, um, you know, Oh, you know, this is, this is going to sound horrible. Uh, you know, there are the people in church that are like, oh yeah, those ones are going to go down the wrong way. You know, I don't think anybody ever felt that way about us. Oh yeah. That's a definite PK right there. <laughs> um, pastor's kid for those yeah. that don't know, like they tend to be like missionary kids. Pastor's kids tend to like take a nosedive off the deep end. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't think that people ever felt that way about us. Um, I think that they felt like you know, we were good kids. They, our family was respected. Um, but it was almost like, well, your mom and dad have this. You don't need, you don't need any, um, extra discipleship. We'll, we'll use the word discipleship. That's really what it is. We we're ge- they're getting it at home. They're good. They're right. good kids. They don't need anything, which is very, very, very untrue because, not everybody is like this. My sister is not like this. I am like this. I need somebody else besides, well, not now, but I needed somebody else besides my parents to tell me the same things that my parents were telling me because you didn't listen. To I, parents. it's not that I didn't, I just, you were like me. I just didn't, <laughs> I don't even know what it is. It's just being a stupid teenager. It really is. You just don't want to take it from your parents. But if somebody else says it, then it's like, oh, okay, well, that makes that's sense. fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I just know, told you that. <laughs> I don't know why. I even feel like this with our kids sometimes. Sure. It's like, I will say the same thing over and over and over. But grandma says it and it's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I've been telling you this. <laughs> like, and I don't know what it is. It's just our own stupidity. Um, it's just being human. Yeah, but I needed that. I needed somebody else in the church. I needed an adult to really have a an appropriate friendship, you know, where um, it was like a discipleship thing. Um, and I felt that typically the only ones that got that were the ones that were committed to uh, and I'm not putting this down at all, but the ones that had already decided they were going to be missionaries or they were going to go do Bible college to find a husband, um, or go to Bible college to be a pastor or the kids that were not in Christian families that were somehow invited to church or, um, they knew somebody from school or something and they brought them one time. And those were the kids that were poured into. All the kids that were in the middle got left out. Mm. <laughs> it was like, eh, they're good. So, <laughs> or, you know, well, they're not doing um, spiritually enough that I feel like I need to pour into them. So they're fine. Mm. So 
I guarantee you're not the only person here today that has had this or felt this way. Um, so how how does all this pertain? You know, we've kind of gone through some of your life, and I mean, it's such a short snapshot of the whole big picture. I mean, I'm still learning stuff about your childhood, and we've been together for eight eight plus years now. I feel like I learned stuff about your childhood monthly. It was jacked. Yeah, every time you listen to the podcast, <laughs> something new comes no, out. Just, I mean, you know, like it, something that you'll be like, oh, you know, so-and-so used to say this, and so it's like a trigger for me. And I'm like, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, well, it's, it's, you know, I don't think about a lot of stuff until something happens and it right. triggers something. It's like, whoa, that's just a blast from the past. And or you just stuff it down and you don't remember it until it's brought up. Possibly. But uh, I try not to do that as much. Um, well, I don't think you do it on purpose. Anyways, but with all the 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 things that went on and the, th- the things you experienced, how do you think that um, those aspects affect you in your adult years and how do they pertain to you in these adult years now? How have they affected you and the way you look at things? Um, okay, can I back it up a little bit? Sh- sure. I mean... Well, you skipped like a whole. Go, go, you go, just go, girl. You do you. <laughs> I you just do mean you, boo. I can't really explain that without telling the like. Sure, I'm sorry, I forgot. After graduation, go, go for it, girl. <laughs> okay, I, I'm wrong. I did that wrong. So <laughs> I didn't say you did it wrong. <laughs> I skipped ahead. Oh my goodness! I, I, I pulled. I pulled out and into oncoming traffic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay. Go ahead. Um. Now you're like making me forget the basis of the <laughs> right, question. So okay, so basically, how how do I look at things differently now? How how did all that and everything affect your adult life? Okay, so um, I so this is where my sister and I differed. She had acceptance from um adults constantly, um, which is fine, um. And I really wanted that acceptance from adults. Um, Not that I didn't have it with some, but I didn't understand why I didn't have it with everybody and why I wasn't getting um, the attention I felt I needed or wanted, um, which I'm sure is selfish. I want attention. You know, it wasn't even like I wanted um, like attention from, you know, at at churches, they always do like the call out and thank yous for, you know, so-and-so did this or so-and-so did that. I didn't even need that. I just wanted individual attention from somebody. Um, and so I, and even though I had a large group of friends, um, I didn't really trust the friends that I had either because we were all kids and kids are mean. And they say things that, um, you know, they just don't know what they're saying when they're saying it. And um, so I, I didn't necessarily trust the group of friends that I had. I just wanted somebody that I felt I could trust and share things with and wouldn't feel, um, ask questions um, and wouldn't feel like I was being judged about the questions that I had. Um, and I will say I could have gone to my parents with questions that I had and they would not have judged me at all. I just didn't want to go to my parents. I wanted, mm-hmm. I wanted to go to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just the personality that I had. Um, so 
gra- I graduated from high school. I kept going to that church and then I decided that I didn't want to go there anymore. Um, because I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting anything out of it cause I couldn't respect anybody that was in leadership at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up, uh, my mom went to some different churches with me. We visited some different places and I ended up at, um, it's okay to say the churches, right? Um, sure. <laughs> okay. I ended up at River Valley, um, for a time and there was a worship pastor there that he, uh, on one Sunday, he, he taught a sermon and for whatever reason, this particular sermon just really touched me. And I really just felt like this person is actually being genuine. Like they are being honest and open in front of everybody and they do not care, you know, that they're sharing these very personal things with everybody because they are trying to be so open. And that really drew me to this couple Um, that was there and they were starting a church plant. And so I, at the time was just getting ready to move on to the same side of town, um, into my own apartment that they were doing this church plant at. And so I was like, well, I'll just be the weird stalker church girl and follow them (laughs) to their church plant. And so, um, I went there during all of this, I was working at a place where, I was being accepted by the older adults at the place that I worked right. um, that were not necessarily the Christian group of people that uh, a lot of people would say you should hang out with, but I was being accepted by them and I just didn't care. Like they actually liked me. They liked who I was. They trusted me because I was trustworthy. And so they liked me and I liked that. And so, um, in the midst of going to this other church plant, I was also hanging out and, um, not necessarily being in, uh, Christian type surroundings. Man, you were like really being PG with (laughs) (laughs) She was being a naughty girl. I wasn't, it's not that I was being naughty. I just, I wasn't putting... My Okay, you know, like when you're supposed to guard your heart, yeah, you're supposed sure. to guard your eyes, you're supposed to guard your ears. I was not doing any of that. Sure. I was just like, I like these people. This is where they're going to go hang out. I'm going to go hang out with them. Um, you know, I was still, I was still in my teens when I started hanging out with these people that were in their 30s. Right. And so, you know, I, I, to me, it was like, well, if I'm going and hanging out with them and I'm not doing anything wrong, I'm fine. Like, I'm just going and hanging out. I'm not doing anything wrong. So what's wrong with that? Um, Which my parents did not like at all. (laughs) And I know that I caused them a ton of stress uh, during those years. Um, And at the time, I mean, I did not understand at all. And I still think some of the, some of the different um, situations and people that I hung out with, there was nothing wrong you know a lot of times i just had friends that we went out to movies with. sure sure and or you know dinner nothing or is wrong whatever. with that yeah right you have to hang out with people and you have to make friendships and have friendships with um people that are non-believers because you're supposed to be in the world just not of the world right sometimes you can get a little too involved <laughs> um sometimes you become like the world and you shouldn't be where you should just be in the world and influencing right. the right and you don't right. even realize it as it's happening right um so going to this 
other church plant that I started going to, um, the couple that had, uh, that were like the leaders in the, the church, um, he, uh, had a, him and his wife had a small group at their house for college age kids and they had invited me to go. And so I went and I had never been to a small group before I had heard about them, but it wasn't something that our church did growing up. Um, and it was in my eyes, it was something that like the more con- like contemporary, contemporary churches yeah, sure. yeah. would do. Um, Our church was more traditional. It was a traditional Baptist church. It was a fundy. It's a fundy. No, it's not a fundy. It's a fundy. (sighs) They don't even allow drums. It's a fundy. That's a fundy. No, 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 no. Okay. It's not that they didn't. No, they didn't use drums in the church, but it wasn't that drums couldn't be played. Like music with drums could be played. They just didn't have. I thought it couldn't. No. Because when we got married there, they said no drums in the music. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. We had a big old discussion because we had to pick a bunch of music out that had zero No, they just didn't want like heavy rock metal music. That's all it was. It wasn't, it wasn't no drums at all because we had drums in our music. I didn't think we did. I thought we were pressing the edge with some of the music we did pick down. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Star Wars and uh, that's true. I guess we did. I guess we did have Star Wars. I mean, I guess we did have Star Wars. We were Fogelberg. Dan Fogelberg. Yeah. Yes stuff that you picked out and uh the three blind dogs group. Oh, no, you were gonna say three blind mice <laughs> <laughs> the three blind mice i don't even know the names of the groups of the people that you had good good music anyways anyways uh so i started going to their small group and it was just different it was um it was just going and hanging out and eating a meal together and then sitting around talking about you know either it always turned into something different sometimes we just ended up having a game night together sometimes it was talking about the sermon on Sunday sometimes it was talking about um just a topic that we all wanted to talk about because it was all going on in our lives at the time and um the leader's wife had come to me at one point and asked if we could start meeting on a regular basis and going out for like coffee, like once a week or every other week, depending on, um, how my job and, um, school were at the time. And so I started doing that with her. And then after hanging out with her a few times, then she asked if I would be interested in doing like a Bible study or reading like a Christian book together or just like a book of the Bible. Um, And so we did that. We kind of went off and on with what we did. And I don't remember the exact amount of years that we did that, but I think it was at least, it was at least three, at least three years that Mm -hmm. we did that pretty regularly. We had times off like um, her kids uh, you know, we're home during the summer, so she didn't have, uh, they just went to school during the school year. And so, um, we would always meet like in the mornings or at lunchtime. Um, and then during the summers, we usually took time off and we'd meet a couple times during the summer, but, um, they had five kids, so they didn't have as much time during the summer, but it was still seeing them at small groups and stuff during the summer. Um, it was just a very close relationship that I ended up making with her. And I finally felt like, okay, this is how it's supposed to be. Like somebody pouring into your life. And at the same time, um, you know, I, I was 
I don't know, I think 19 when I started meeting with her. It's not like I had all this great advice or anything that I could offer her, but it's like, even so, like you're still in a way pouring into that person's life by meeting with them, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and she would even say that like, you know, when we would get together, um, that it was always encouraging to her. And so, um, yeah. So now looking back on my church experiences, um, there's nothing wrong with traditional church, uh, without small groups, you know, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday night, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but if that's all you're doing and all you care about in the church are the ones that you can, I don't even know how to put it. Um, the troubled ones. Yes. But like the ones that you feel you can save. That was always the thing that I heard at church. It was like, well, we have to try to save so-and-so, you know, this person. And if we don't, then nobody's going to. And which um, is funny to me because that so undermines God and his ability. Um, But it was all it, it. And I don't think that anybody meant I don't think anybody meant it in a wrong, mean, haughty way, but it was, well, you know, if, if you are the one that, you know, leads them to Christ, then you get a crown and you get rewards. And it was always about numbers and rewards. And it just didn't make sense to me. I was just like, I don't get it. (laughs) Like, it doesn't seem like, like we're turning what, you know, everybody says that it should all be about God. You're turning it into yourself because right. you're all you're trying to do is get rewards. And it didn't make sense to me. And I just didn't like it. it I was getting to the point where I was like, I don't like this anymore because mm. it just seems selfish. What's the point? You know, like it. Yeah. So and not all traditional churches are the same. But looking at it now, like you have you have to. Not just go and oh, this person looks like they need somebody and go try to be, you know, that savior to that person. Cause you're not going to be their savior. Um, you need to pray about it and you need to find who God wants you to find, sure. not who you want to find sure. because everybody wants to be the hero to the underdog. Nobody wants to be like, Oh yeah, I hung out with this really good kid and they had all the right answers. And we studied <laughs> the Bible together. Yeah. Know? And so like, See, to me, that's the people I want to hang out with because it's like, these are the easy ones. (laughs) Oh, it's so easy. Yeah, but sometimes they have hard questions. Like, you tell me all the time. Holy cow. You never want to answer my questions. (laughs) We're doing one tonight, aren't we? (laughs) I'm just making you answer it. hard. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm not asking you about Revelation tonight. Not tonight. (laughs) So let's kind of, you know, we're at 55 minutes now. Let's start what Mark and I like to say, land the plane, plane. you know. Put the landing gear down, you know, turn the runway lights on and let's start. So how, what would be the advice you would give to, to people that grew up in church that had similar struggles that you had and are, are trying to work through maybe some of the hurts from the past today? Uh, I would say that even though um, if you 
Wait, are we okay? Hang on a second. Are we talking about people that are going through? This is why it's difficult to answer your questions. <laughs> I, I want to make sure that I'm answering this the way that you asked it. Yeah. Are we talking about somebody that is going through this right now? Like We're, as I was when I was a teenager, or are you talking about somebody who's already gone through it? Both. Okay. For somebody who's going through this now and they really just want somebody who is pouring into their lives, whether you are in a Christian family or, um, or you're not, maybe you are, you know, that troubled kid that is going to church or, um, that doesn't have a Christian family, or you're not even a troubled kid. You're just a normal kid. That's just going to church because somebody invited you or you're want to know more about it. Um, and you want that attention from somebody. Uh, my biggest advice would be just to read your Bible and get that attention from God. Because God's the one that is going to give you your identity and you don't need your identity from that person that you want attention from. What if they're not a kid? Maybe they're just a Christian, but they're single and they're going to a church and they feel a similar way to like you did as a teenager of like, I'm not getting the discipleship that I need because they see me and they see me coming to church and reading my Bible and they're like trying to quote unquote save those that may be a little bit more troubled rather than pouring into like, so it's very similar situation. Just right. You're just an adult. Sure. I, when you're an adult, I think it's a little bit different because, um, it's still the same. I think you do need to try to get your identity, um, from reading your Bible and just spending the time and praying with God. But um, maybe I would say pray about somebody that God would have for you um, to go and ask them if you can hang out with them and, you know, somebody in your church that you look up to, or it doesn't even have to be somebody in your church. If you, um, you know, if you know somebody that is a Christian that from work or school or wherever, um, you know, and you really respect who they are, um, maybe you need to ask them if you can spend more time with them um, so that you can learn from them. We did that. Right. Yeah. When we uh, got engaged. Uh, yeah. We were just mm -hmm. engaged. Mm -hmm. um, when we got engaged, we asked a couple um, at our church if we could come and just spend some time with them. Like, one, was it once a week or once a month? Uh, I, do. I don't remember. Um, I think it was like once a month. Yeah, something like that. But we would just go over to their house and have Lunch. a meal with them yeah. and sit around and talk. I mean, that's yep. really what we did. And sometimes we all sat around and talked together. Sometimes he would go and talk to the husband and I would go talk to the wife. Um separately just to have some one-on-one -on -one time right. um but we asked them right you know and and so pray about it or if you feel like that's super awkward you know to go ask somebody if you can hang out with them because that's kind of if chris hadn't asked them i probably wouldn't have asked i don't like to feel like i'm forcing somebody to hang out with me i want somebody to want to hang out with me well it was more than that though it was i we we saw a couple that were following christ faithfully and that had a good marriage and so yeah we wanted to learn from them that's basically all i i, I want to learn from you disciple us right um but if you don't feel comfortable then i would either pray and ask god to give you the comfort to go and ask somebody or for god to bring somebody to you or, um because 
I would say also you could go ask your pastor and maybe yeah. your pastor knows somebody that, Hey, you know, I think this person would be a good fit and they could go talk to them and then, you know, hook you guys up together and kind of plug you in together. I think that's part of the pastoral role as a shepherd um, and as somebody that's supposed to care for the flock is to help connect those people. Right. And, and even, you know, maybe you don't, maybe you go to church, maybe go to a really big church. And so you don't have any kind of relationship with the pastor. I'm sure you have somebody that you have some kind of relationship with, maybe ask them if they know of somebody or, um, there's all kinds of different ways, but I would definitely, you know, start with prayer and go from there. Yeah. I did not mean to rhyme. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Dr. Seuss. Uh, (laughs) So for the person that has gone through what you went through mm-hmm. and and maybe is still feeling that church hurt, that was the other part of the question, still feeling the, like, I just didn't feel like people were connecting, and so I'm kind of distant now. I went from wanting to belong to, now nah, I'm just an introvert, and I'd rather people stay away. What would you say to them? I You like these questions? I no, like, I I like asking like this questions. question because... I don't feel like there's an answer, like one answer for everybody on that because well, everybody is different. There, there is some, some answers. And I think that, you know, you could got to learn to forgive first of all, right? Well, yeah. I mean, forgive, forgive the church shirts. And we got an episode on that on an RTC. Eventually you just, do you have to let it go? Cause, and depending on how you feel you were wronged or, um, you know, whatever happened, that other person that wronged you may not have any clue that you feel that way about them or that they did something to you. And, you know, and so really it's not their fault at that point. <laughs> You're holding on to this grudge that they don't even know, like they have no idea. Yeah. But I mean, so, so my, I guess my encouragement would be to, to one, learn to forgive. And then like Mark and I always say, and you and I always talk about is you got to find your tribe, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you mentioned a couple different things, uh, you know, pray about it, pray God, bring somebody to you or have courage. If you see somebody that you may want to be interested in to learning from being disciple, I go to them. Uh, we also talked about you know, connecting with the uh, with the pastor and seeing if the pastor could plug you in. Even if you don't have a close relationship with the pastor, he may know somebody that is willing to take you on. Not right. willing. I guess that sounds wrong. <laughs> like, oh, you're such a burden. I guess I'll find Joe Schmo yeah, over here who's willing. Like, no, that's not what we're talking about. But um, well, somebody that they know of that has been wanting to take somebody under their wing right. is what you're saying. Exactly. Um, but community is so important to the Christian walk and I think without that community, we will always fail as Christians. We were never created to be alone or to walk this walk alone. Um, so I think it's super important important to find your tribe um, and to, if you have been hurt, seek seek that help from you know a trusted friend, a family member. If you have family, that's you know like how many times have you and your my or you, your dad and I have had so a lot of good conversations. Mm-hmm. We don't always see eye to eye, but you know, that's just cause. No, but you never, I don't feel like there's ever been conversations that you've walked away like angry about. Oh no, you no. You guys are like, okay, well I feel this way. Yeah. You feel this way. Right. Okay. okay. We'll just leave it at that. And we <laughs> jab, we, we'll jab each other every once in a while. Right. You know, like he jabs me about the, Oh, you're going to be here for the tribulation. Aren't you? I'm like, well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But I always like when, when something really bad is going on in the world and you're like, all right, well, I'm okay if dad's theory is right. Yeah, I'm like, all right, God, you can come anytime. I'll take that rapture. But uh, that's beside the point. That's just difference of theology, but we still love each other. 
Um, so if you got somebody like that in your life, you could always reach out to them and, and try to plug in with them. But it's so important to find that community. Um, or even if it's not just an individual person, if you're, uh, if your church has small groups, yeah, right. go to a small group. Yeah, it's definitely. super awkward to go to the first couple of times. You know, it's just unless going you're to be. unless you're Mark Hyde and he could just well, light up. He can light up any room. So yeah, you know. but he's usually the one in charge of it, or he just no, knows everybody a, already. I've seen him walk into a, a room full of strangers, and he just like. But he are they just strangers? Because he well, knows everybody. That's true. He does know. He's everybody. always like, oh yeah, but so he, and so. He is such a friendly guy, and right. as our listeners probably know, he just. He lights up a room right. every time. So um, so he's, he's really easy to talk to, really caring, really loving. I mean, it's just so easy to talk to. I love Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that would be a, a good. Um, yeah, just don't stay alone too long. Yeah, loneliness is. That is never good. Loneliness will get you in some trouble. So if you could wrap up the misconceptions of a perfect Christian family, right? Because that's the title of this episode yeah. that you came up with. That was the title. Uh, <laughs> yes. I did like the title. But so in in five minutes or less, can you can you summarize everything we've talked about today and and how it pertains to the listener and how they can go forward? Um okay. I, okay, I'm just going to talk to people that were like that were or are like me. Does that work? Sure, go okay. for it. I'm so, going to mute myself, and you just have a no. Have don't a ball. mute yourself. <laughs> Get yourself off of mute. <laughs> He's so annoying. <laughs> Love you too. Anyways, um, if you were like me growing up, or you are like I was when I was growing up, um. I don't want to give bad advice. It, you know, <laughs> I'll correct you if you give bad okay. advice. Uh, I mean, I would just say, like, you're definitely not alone. Because I know I'm not the only one uh, that was out there, like, feeling the way that I was at that age. Um, because now, being an adult and um, some of the other kids that were, um, even some of the kids that were younger than me, hearing some of their experiences... Um, growing up in the same kind of a family, same kind of um, family dynamics and everything, they felt very similar um, and really rediscovered their their true faith in their 20s. Um, because when you're growing up around Christianity, you know, 24-7, which is not bad, um, it just kind of becomes part of you, but you're not really becoming part of it necessarily um, until you actually accept it for yourself. Uh, so I would say you're not alone. Um, and if you can do anything, I would just, I would pray a lot. I know that praying is something in my um, late teens, early 20s, that um, even mid 20s that really, really helped. And just be quiet and sit and try to listen to God mm. speak to you. That's good. I would say that, uh, that, uh, yeah, our son's crying right now. <laughs> Sorry if you're hearing that. Uh, but, uh, I would say also to kind of to just, just, this is going to be my final thought okay. and then I'll ask you if you got any, but, uh, be mindful and aware, um, of the kids that you may be influencing or that just may be in your church. 
um, and maybe that some of the needs, or even just like we said, single people that are in their adults or or married couples that are you know in their adult years, and um, that you don't leave them out just because they seem like a good Christian family. Um, mm-hmm. That they may need some discipleship too, and and if you have that capability and the uh, the desire to to go alongside of them or to just be friends with them, you don't. It doesn't even necessarily have to be a disciple. We always throw out that word discipleship, but it doesn't have to be that. Oh, just love everyone. Love right. everyone. Right. Everybody be, wants to be loved. Build those relationships, and so. Um, keep your eyes open because those people are, are typically the people on Sunday morning, unless they've got like crazy kids like us or have to get kids from childcare, but they're usually the people that slip out of the service really quick right afterwards. Those are the people that, uh, probably don't have many relationships in the church. And those are the people you should probably be seeking out to see, um, just introduce yourself, see, you know, how they're doing this week. You know, is there anything you can pray for them? Um, which can also be super awkward because I, do not like doing that. Oh. I don't like introducing myself. Well, so don't listen to me. No, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying it can feel awkward. Sure. Like, I know that it's and like it beating a dead horse, but it, I mean, I think when you really do pray for certain things, like pray and ask God to give you more courage to go and, and introduce yourself to somebody, you know? Sure. I, I, yeah, I mean, we're supposed to pray. You guys just said it in your last podcast. See, I do listen to your podcasts that you're supposed to pray all the time. And so, um, you, you can pray all the time. You don't even have, it doesn't have to be like a sit down, close your eyes, bow your head thing. You can just talk to God as you're doing things and, um, you know, ask God for that, that courage or, you know, he'll give you what you need. Sure. Well, do you have any other final thoughts? I don't think so. Wow. Well, you know, I thought I weird for me. I thought it was just Mark and I that like to run long episodes, but I guess it's just me with whoever because we're at an hour and 10 minutes and we're wrapping up the show. So we, we might as well, uh, we might as well go ahead and end on a high note. Are you ready? I'm ready. Time for fun It's that time of the show, and then during that time of the show, Fuller usually gives a fun fact, but there's two Fullers tonight. So Fuller, number two, the better side of Fuller. Would you like to read this fun fact tonight? <laughs> no, because I can't read that. <laughs> I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> Darn. I picked the hardest fun fact ever, hardest to read, and I'm like, maybe I could I could talk her into reading it, and it's she's not going to. Anyways, so the fun fact of the day is did you know Janiel that the longest place name in the world has 85 letters to the name I want to hear this 80 85 letters and uh those it, yeah it's tamata wakatang inghang ak ua 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 tamatea er pepuk ak apik Man, God, <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Anyways, I'll be in the show. No chance <laughs> can read the rest. It's in New Zealand, and the locals just call it Tamata Hill. And that's a much better name. That is so <laughs> much think, easier to read. I think, uh, like a four-year-old wrote all those letters. In yeah, the city. It, it reminds Some me of really that, proud parent was the chief of that city. It reminds me of that Bluey episode where he's like, "What's a e i i i i?" Or, or Bingo was doing, "I yo yeah yeah," and he's like, "Ah ba ba or whatever the heck. Uba baka Yeah, there he is. Uba baka 
So that's what it reminded me of right there. I was like, oh, if I could talk to you on this, it'd be great. Anyways, we appreciate you guys joining us again today. Even though our favorite host is not in the house with us, we got blessed. You're not a favorite host? I'm a lesser favorite. Oh. Um, but we have a... I a, thought you were a, equals. Well... Maybe in the sight of God, okay. but not in the sight of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, thanks, Janelle, for being on with us today. I think we have another episode with you coming up here soon. Uh, but if you need to reach out to us, you can, uh, well, the easiest place to go is Real Talk Christian Podcast at, well, it's just .com. I almost said the email. And so uh, you can go there and get our phone number, 574-400-5352. Reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, the merch shop has been down for a long time and it's my responsibility to get it up and going and I keep screwing up, but, uh, one of these days we'll get the merch shop back up. If you have any questions, you can reach out. Don't forget to leave those reviews on Apple iTunes. Uh, you can also leave us a rating on Spotify and we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Janelle, you got anything else to add? Nope. That's it. I guess until next time, take it easy. <laughs>